Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. By and large, the same thing happens in every single episode. They present the problem. They solve the problem. There's always someone unloading a truck. Broadly speaking, the content of Law & Order SVU is downright horrifying. The crimes these people are committing. Hello and welcome to the big stream. I am Liam McEwen here today with my coworker, my editor in chief, Kyle Coster. Today we're going to be looking at Law and Order SVU, which is a little bit of a throwback compared to some of the other topics that we've discussed on the podcast so far. I'll be honest with you, listener, it is I, Liam, who caused this to happen because I, Liam, just recently started watching Law and Order SVU for the very first time in my entire life. Uh, this may come as a shock to many of you because Law and Order is very pervasive in the cable television household around the country, and it has been for over 20 years now. It is the longest running U.S. live action TV series in history. It's still going. They got a new season launching in four months, and I just got into it. And many, many have said that I'm missing out. I wasn't sure about that, but now I see what they mean. And I think it's a Law and Order SVU is a very interesting concept to watch 20 years after it aired because it is a monolith of the times. It is a show that has a lot of episodes in every season, 23 episodes in every season. And by and large, the same thing happens in every single episode where a terrible crime is committed in the first five minutes. There's a good one-liner at the end of the intro before the real intro starts off. Detectives go investigating. They meet somebody at some point in the investigation who seems a little off. It seems weird that they'd be talking to this person, but then they go on, they have a suspect. That suspect ends up innocent or guilty of another crime, which is my favorite personal variation on this. Then the person that you met earlier ends up being the perp, as it were. And they did this over and over again for 20 years. They did this and it has been extraordinarily successful. It is maybe arguably the most successful cable television series of all time. And with me today to talk about it is Kyle, who I assume has been watching SVU for a lot longer than I have, which would not be hard since I started watching it, I think a month ago. I've made it through over 150 episodes at this point. So I consider myself fairly well-versed. But uh, Kyle, what, uh, what's your SVU background? Well, I'm a huge Law and Order fan, and we can't have this discussion without conceding the point that the original is better. The original came out and it was dynamite, man. It was a, at a time where you didn't really see this on television that much, followed the tropes of network TV in terms of it's going to be an hour long, you're going to hit all the beats, but it was really revolutionary in the thought process of dividing up the work between 
the investigators who investigate the crime and the prosecutors who prosecute them. And breaking the episode into half is one of the smartest conceits that's ever been done in the history of the format, because you're basically writing two different shows and you get to explore two different themes. And one of the things that I'm sure you've realized through your time watching it is sometimes one half of the episode is way better than the other. And if it's not going well, it can always eject and then it gets in the legal system. There's always a few mixes and matches. There's a wrench thrown into things. There is new characters to learn and appreciate or loathe the defense attorney, the judge. There's just an endless reservoir of personalities to feature. Law and Order is an ensemble show too. The star is the idea but it's also this stable of people that they get in as guest stars or to play small roles. There's always someone unloading a truck who is aggrieved to be discussing serious crimes with the police because he has something else that's more important to do. I believe that's a John Mulaney bit that's fantastic and has stood the test of time. But Law and Order is a staple and it's comfort food. And it's something that I have turned to so much in my life SVU has a distinctly different vibe, but that show is anchored around the relationship between Benson and Stabler. They feel like a married couple, and we've been able to see them work together for so long. And it's a bit hammy. It's a bit played up. It's a bit more over the top than the original Law & Order. The supporting figures that they have, you want to talk about Ice-T, you want to talk about, talk about Detective John Munch. They all have their personal proclivities. Captain Cragen is dynamite anytime he's on screen. But I think for me, just kind of hearing you go back and revisit this show many, many years after I started watching and continued to watch is it's, I hope that it's kind of illuminating that so often we're trying to reinvent the wheel when it comes to these series. Every single thing has to have a hook Every single thing is trying to be new and revolutionary. But I think in discussions that I've had with Stephen about a lot of the shows that we've talked about on the big stream, there is this urge, I think, among the masses to go back and revert a little bit into this type of entertainment because it is so comfortable. You know exactly what you're going to get. You know the exact time commitment. The length of the show, 44 minutes with commercials, you're in, you're out, you have a resolution. And consider how satisfying that is after series after series gets debuted. We'll do 10 episodes hour long. There's so much filler. And then you may not even get like a definitive answer about a lot of the questions that you were struggling with throughout the series. Lorne Order doesn't have those problems. They present the world, they present the problem, they solve the problem. Oftentimes, that solution is not satisfying. Oftentimes it leaves you wanting more. Oftentimes it's used to reflect some of the shortcomings of the legal system. And there's a lot there to latch onto, but in terms of mindless entertainment and putting something on the television, you can't do much better than Law & Order SVU. One note to close up kind of like my experience about this is I can think back to all these times in my life where I have put it on to kill time. Afternoons when I was home from summer. College, where the hours just evaporate and you need something you can watch six or seven of. 
I look forward to it. I remember watching it at work when I was with the Chicago Sun-Times and we had a little TV unit on our computers. Instead of watching the news, I would watch Law and Order and I was famous for that. People wanted me to work harder. I was working smarter. I was exercising my mind. But even a few months ago, after my third child was born, what did we watch in the hospital? Episode after episode, Law and Order SVU, because it's something that we could put on that I would get a certain level of enjoyment out of. My wife would enjoy. It would be like B plus B entertainment, exactly what we wanted. We didn't want to be emotionally invested in anything. We just kind of to want to watch a story. And that's what Law and Order is. It's a story. It's short in comparison to a lot of the stories that are being told, but there's so much rich ground that they can cultivate. And there are episodes that are realistic. There's episodes that are fabulistic. There's something there for everybody. And I think that's the success of it is there's always going to be a next twist and turn and a new interesting figure to me. The point that you brought up that I would like to discuss a little bit further is the there's something for everybody aspect in there because I had a hard time grasping that for the first 15 years of my waking life when I was told that I should watch Law and Order SVU because broadly speaking, the content of Law and Order SVU is downright horrified. The crimes these people are committing are terrible. And for the when I started watching it, the first couple episodes, I'm flinching at every intro. I'm like, man, this is you know, even in this desensitized age of television where every show I watch is more violent than anything that could have ever aired on cable TV, it's still pretty horrifying. But after a while, I realized that it's really, it taps into something almost primal about, you don't, nobody likes to watch that stuff, but you love watching the guy get caught. And for almost, as you said, almost every episode, the guy almost always does get caught. And then, even better, and I think this is what really blew me away from a a completely uneducated viewer perspective, is when they bring in the prosecution and the ADA. I expected every episode, and I will remind perhaps you, maybe not you, but some of our listeners, that in the first season of Law & Order SVU, probably I would say roughly two-thirds of the episodes end without a prosecution. They spend 42 minutes getting, you know, all the facts, all the evidence, and then they find the perp, and then they lock up the perp, and then the perp is either looking at them with some sort of horrifying empty seven-ish look in his eyes, or he's very, very sorry about how sick he is, things of that nature, and then executive producer Dick Wolf, bang. But when they bring in the ADAs and when they bring in the prosecution, it becomes it's the law part it's the law of the law and order aspect of the show which adds a completely different element to it as you so aptly described and i think that it really does go a long way towards keeping everybody entertained that entire time i disagree with the notion that people don't want to watch this stuff because i think that nobody wants to admit that they kind of enjoy it but it's, it's titillating and it's sensational and it's kind of feels a bit forbidden. You feel a little bit dirty, a little bit guilty, but the fact that it's like a pop culture phenomenon allows you to move past this and know that, well, other people are watching it too. Like this is one of the most popular things on television. I don't need to have this moral quandary. And it also serves the dual purpose of setting up the perpetrator is they don't waste any time in any of these making you feel sorry for the person, especially on SVU. 
because the crime is so heinous that it requires a separate dedicated detective unit to look into it. So we don't really care why they did it. We don't care to look for the perspective of the perpetrator, whereas a lot of crime procedurals, rightly, I would say, shine a lens on how did this monster get created? How did they see the world? Not glorifying, but just kind of contextualizing it. You don't have to deal with any of that baggage in Law & Order SVU. Good guys, bad guys, right? The simple formula. Good guys chasing the bad guys. And when they get caught, it is satisfying. And you root for that. And you also get to step inside the minds of the detectives. Every episode is a mystery. It's a whodunit. Again, not reinventing the wheel. Why go away from it when it runs so smoothly? There's nothing more satisfying than seeing the person on screen for the first time saying out loud, oh, that's who did it, and then be proven correct. Now, you don't know how they're going to come back around in the 48th minute. You don't know how they're going to reappear. But like a bad penny, they always keep turning up. The plan to have so many diverse actors in both tone and tenor play the bad guys is another stroke of genius because it's not a one size fits all creep. There are all these different ways. And I, I just think that you're not chasing. It's not like the Roadrunner in Coyote. You're not chasing the same thing every time. You're chasing something distinctly different that is operating through different motives, through different sickness. And you have to see how the detectives can alter their game plan, like a Bill Belichick, to do what they do best and then beat that person at their own game. So, I mean, when you lay it out like that, what's not to like? It is remarkable how they managed to keep the crimes fresh. I will say that much. Pretty horrifying, but also pretty remarkable. Um, I think the question that I've often thought of when I was watching SVU and when I still watch SVU is if it were ever possible to start a show like that anew and become nearly as popular. Obviously, there's a hard cap on it now compared to back then due to cable cutting and things of that nature. But just speaking in the broad sense of having a longstanding TV show pretty much run by two characters, as you said, with a supporting cast, with a formula that does not get old. And I think I fall on the side of no, just because SVU captures, among everything else that we've already said, a certain level of nostalgia for that period in time where cable television was dominated by shows just like it. Not necessarily cop shows, although there were plenty, but shows that are on every week. They have the best advertising slots on the 425 kickoff every Sunday afternoon. They are, you know, kind of like the family gathers around the TV sort of vibe to watch it. I don't think that it's possible at all to capture that anymore, really, in this day and age that we live in, which makes Law and Order SVU sort of a, a walking artifact as it continues on into its 22nd season. And I have a lot of appreciation for that. I really do. I mean, you know, Elliot Stabler is gone, but Olivia Benson's still there. And there's just a lot. I mean, these, 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 these writers, they stick to the formula and they keep hitting the mark. I mean, it's, it's hard to do that for that long. I couldn't imagine doing that for that long. And I think that just in the big picture, I mean, what a show. What a show. Is this a formula that can be followed for additional success? It's a mixed bag. 
right? Because let me just read you some of the shows that Dick Wolf has put out outside of the Law and Order Empire. FBI International, Chicago PD, FBI Most Wanted, Chicago Med. All of those shows, now they weren't as, they're not as popular as Law and Order, but they do have an audience base. Anytime you look at the ratings for network television, more people are watching FBI International than whatever is the acclaimed Netflix or Amazon series du jour. It doesn't dominate the conversation because the audience base primarily is older and not discussing every single thing that they've seen on television in podcast form, but they're drawing huge numbers. And I think that that model still works on commercial television. And I think that it always will because there's something to be said about turning your TV on and having something come to you. That is in its essence what Law & Order SVU is. It's going to come to you. You don't have to do any work. You throw on USA Network at any time of the day and you are just bombarded with a, a nasty scene from Riverside Park or visiting someone's dingy apartment in Chinatown who seems just a bit off. And boom, you're in. Like It's just such easy breezy material where there's no barriers to entry and people will always seek that out because people will always seek out the path of least resistance and i think a lot of times that's being presented as a negative but it's really not like at what time did the impetus go on the viewer to decide from all these menu options what to watch i mean i don't know about you but i find myself nightly in a situation where i am paralyzed by choice about what to watch. I spend more time flipping through my streaming services, trying to find something. I waste an hour when I have an hour and a half. And then I end up putting on an old episode of The Office that's airing on Comedy Central. Why? Because it's there for me. The work is being done. I just have to flip it over this channel and they're going to deliver it to me. So I think that when we talk about law and order and law and order SVU, there is this resistance to see it as an art form when reality, it's just a classic art form that's been in existence for so long from short stories to novels, to TV, all that stuff. Like it's classic entertainment. And actually the new thing on the block is more complicated and arduous to consume So it makes all the sense in the world that people, including younger people like yourself, are still seeking that out and realizing, hey, you want to know what? Like, not that that system was better, but it's not worse. It's just different. And I think what I missed out on the most was your point about uh, it being brought to me. That does seem to be a significant part of sort of the law and order at large uh, persona, the, the aura of it is the availability, how easy it is to just stumble upon an episode on any day of the week at literally any given time. And I think that it obviously doesn't make that unique in its own sense, but Law and Order itself has pervaded that particular like mindset of if you turn on this network at this time i bet a law and order episode will show up to a degree that no other show does and it's almost become legend in its aura one of the things i wanted to 
mention to you is I don't think that there's another show that's as good at being ubiquitous and great to watch 24 hours a day. I find many shows very difficult to watch during the day, especially with the modern proclivity to make everything so dark and making the sound so low. There's something about SVU that just makes sense at 11 in the morning or three in the afternoon or in prime time. I mean, there's many, many months of my life have been spent watching during prime time, three episodes of SVU because I, I don't know, like it's just kind of a chameleon. Like you're always ready for it and there's nothing about it that ever feels dated. It always feels of a time. The old episodes might be exploring ideas that are different or outdated or some of the references might not make a lot of sense, but there's some charm in that. And I think what the whole goal is in the Dick Wolf universe is everything films in New York and everybody who's ever been an actor in New York has been part of Law & Order SVU. It's an ensemble. It's a theater. Like this is largely just an hour long play that's taking place and introducing you to these people who are going to grow up and be the Joey Pants Awards winner on the Rewatchables. And Rewatchables is a great term for SVU because if you were to make a Mount Rushmore of television Rewatchables, certainly in the drama field, Law & Order is an easy number one or number two choice. How do you feel about the time commitment? Like this has obviously been a pretty involved process and when you feel like you have so much stuff coming at you and you feel like you're falling behind on some of the newer entries that are out there, what's it like to put that to the side and be comfortable in the choice that you've made that you're going to rip through decades of seasons? I mean, it just kind of, it's very satisfying, honestly. I mean, the, the, we do kind of live in this, this hectic streaming era where I'm getting all the new stuff thrown in my face all the time and I got to keep up. I feel like I got to keep up. Whereas Law & Order, there's no pressure, obviously. Nobody's being like, hey, did you watch that latest episode of Law & Order to me? No. It took a while. Obviously, the episodes are lengthy, but they're not as lengthy as you observed as many of the most popular shows on streaming services today. But I think what really got me about Law & Order is that you can just watch so many of them and not even realize that the time is gone because it's intense, but it's not so intense that you feel like you went through an ordeal over the course of 42 minutes on Hulu, which is not necessarily the case with anything else. Shout out Stranger Things and it's two and a half hour long episodes as discussed by me and Steven on the most recent episode of The Big Street. You watch an episode of Law & Order SVU, it takes most of an hour, and you don't feel like that much time has passed. And I don't know if it's because of that comfortable formulaic nature that we've talked about where you pretty much know exactly what you expect going in and everything hits its mark at the correct time, or if it feels like everything goes quicker just because you know what's gonna happen. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting, I feel less bad about sinking like five hours in the, of my night into Law & Order than I would into another TV show pretty much because I know I'm going to enjoy a lot of like once you understand what the formula is and you know you like it you can launch I could launch into any one of the 21 seasons pick an episode at random and feel pretty good that I'm going to like it 
And I think that, I mean, that's just the mark of a great show, obviously. And without a doubt, Law & Order SVU is a great show. It couldn't have been going on this long without being a great show. Yeah, I don't know if I would say it's great, uh, but it has such a high floor. Maybe the ceiling isn't as high as on some other programs, but the floor, like, there's no such thing as a, a bad episode. Like, they get a little wonky. They get a little sideways some someplace, but you're always going to get the beats that you want. The characters you love are going to be there. Uh, there's going to be some intense scenes. There's going to be some throwaway jokes. The humor in this show, too, is actually pretty funny because it's, it's pretty impressive because how do you make something so dark and twisted uh, not sit so heavy? You interject people with comedic relief and they've done a fantastic job in terms of that now as someone who's younger and is used to a more breakneck speed and pacing of shows how did you find some of the older episodes did you find that they moved slow or did you find that I would imagine one of the things this has going for it is it's so quick right another genius thing that they do is the title cards you make up it doesn't feel like a 10 minute block of television because you have three or four different title cards in there that are changing the scene. So you're zipping around, you're going really quick. You're getting these vignettes. It never drags. I would say this, as opposed to a lot of stuff you would go back and watch with all your sensibilities that have been honed to be like the attention span of a hummingbird through no fault of your own. This one really fits it because it was kind of ahead of its time when it comes to this. Some, some things that were on TV at the same time as Law & Order that I grew up watching. ER, another brilliant program, moved a little slower. LA Law moved a little slower. Any of its type of competitors moved a little bit slower. And we can't have this discussion without at least nodding our head to all the shows that it influenced. Because I think that there's cops and court shows pre- law and order and then there's cops and court shows post law and order and you're not doing your job if you don't try to reach in and grab all the elements that made wolf's secondary series a huge hit and apply that to your own project yeah i mean it's a very influential show and i think that it's interesting because it does move at a quick pace right like you said it moves at a quicker pace than a lot of its counterparts and it moves at a pace that is oh i mean I guess it's a little bit more in line with the with the with the quick hitters of today, the viral moments and things of that nature that keep our attention for ten seconds, and then we move on. But what what I what drew me in about Law and Order specifically is that it moves at a quick pace, but specifically, you want to pay attention the whole time because you want to solve the mystery essentially. And I think that might be what keeps bringing me back to the show at its core and why I'm not sitting on my phone for two thirds of the episode, like I might for any hour long episode of another show I watch, where it's kind of like, yeah, I'm getting the gist of it. And I know this isn't that important. So I'm going to go see what Kyle said on Twitter. But instead with Law and Order SVU, it's like, you can miss stuff, right? You can miss a lot of the middle of the episode and still experience a certain level of satisfaction when the end rolls around but it doesn't feel nearly as good as watching every interaction, noticing that that guy at that dingy apartment in Chinatown was off instead of just registering that they talked to a guy in a dingy apartment in Chinatown. And that's what, that, that's what keeps bringing me back is like, I can, the formula is so consistent that it 
allows you to play the part of detective a little bit, which is part of the reason why I personally think it's so popular is that, like you said, seeing somebody in the first 15 minutes guessing that they're the one who committed the crime and then ended up being right is a fantastic feel. And it makes the episode go a lot quicker because you're locked in. So it's a breakneck speed, breakneck speed and you're paying attention. You're hanging on every word because you're pretty committed. You want to see what happens. You want to see what you want to figure out who did this terrible, terrible thing. And you're kind of, you know, put yourself in as a part of the show. I'll conclude my thoughts on Law & Order SVU with a very old man take. Uh, so bear with me here. This speaks to the value of the commercial break. Commercials are not unimportant. And you've seen now that every single streaming service that built itself up by saying, hey, you don't have to watch commercials. Guess what? There's commercials in them. So they thought that they solved the problem, but maybe it wasn't a problem because what you do with Law & Order SVU is you use your commercial breaks to do what you got to do. That used to be getting some nachos, going to the bathroom. Now it's a time to check your phone, to tap out, to have that second screen experience. But TV didn't used to be like that. It used to just be a one screen experience and that was enough for us. But there was those built-in breaks that gave you a mental timeout to refocus, to recalibrate, to look around at your surroundings. And then when the show came back, you were ready to jump in. So it's great to have this discussion with you. And I'm really happy to hear that you liked it. And part of the reason we're going to be exploring some old stuff on this show is it's still good. Like, and everything is worth revisiting. And just because something happened in the past doesn't mean it's a relic and it's not relevant now. And I would, I think it's cool that you sought this out and you liked it and you were rewarded for it. And I think a lot of people put up barriers to themselves where they won't give things a chance, even if they were wildly successful on their terms in their time. And I think that ultimately that just leaves the viewer missing out on experiences because they were successful for a reason. Like Dick Wolf is Dick Wolf because he did this. Like he knew what he was doing. And the seams don't show after all these years. It's held up incredibly well. There is still an audience for it. And even more than that, we can all kind of share and bask in the nostalgia of having all this canon to go back and look at and revisit. Because even if you've seen an episode once, the great part is there's a chance you forgot what happened because it's memorable in the moment, but then the title credits roll and you just kind of go on about your day. And in a way, that was watching TV. So, you know what? Welcome to the past, Liam. And I look forward to your companionship in the future when it comes to things that you may have missed. I look forward to it as well, especially because with Law & Order specifically, it's been a tremendous game of playing, hey, it's that guy. When I saw Henry Wrinkler as an absolute psychopath in like season five, I lost my mind. So between that and all the other old content we're going to review, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. And that will do it for us. Thank you so much for tuning in to the big stream Law and Order SBU edition. It was a very heinous case that required the investigations of me and Kyle. We are very excited to have talked about it, and we will see you next time. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.